the ASOS podcast. Boom, boom. Yeah, so this week was banging for new music. Um, we had a lot of artists drop. Um, just going through some of the artists that I listened to this week, we had Dizzy drop, Kai's, Marion, Ariana, Wizkid, Buster Rhymes. Yeah, so lots of and I'm forgetting a few artists as well. We had like Trippy Red, Sam Smith. Obviously, there's only enough hours in a day. Um, were there any albums that you guys were really keen for before we get into our reviews? That Frisco album was phenomenal, but it was definitely like a really strong effort from Dizzy. And compared to his peers, so recently we've had drops from uh, D-Double, and we've also had drops from Frisco. Uh, I'm definitely, I would put Dizzy Rascal's uh, album effort probably in the mid range. I don't think it hit the heights of a Frisco for me. Um, I was excited for Buster. I'm a Buster fan, but I say that loosely because I never really listened to his albums in their entirety. So yeah, I was just excited for Buster. Was this like the first album that you've listened to in its entirety? Uh, probably the fourth one. He's got ten albums. I haven't listened to all of them. I bought a few of them, actually, on this. Honestly, this week, I wasn't really that excited for any of them. <laughs> None of them were blasting me up, to be honest with you. Like, it's not because of the artists either. I just like, you know, some artists are like, artists, you know, the album's going to be good. Like, if J. Cole's dropping, you know, the album's going to be good. But um, I just... Although I think Buster is a great rapper, probably one of the greatest of all time, I don't think that... His albums are Sony Bang, so I wasn't like that excited to hear the album, if that made sense. However, with that being said, I did purposely ignore the singles as much as possible because I wanted to hear them in the context of the album. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I was excited. That's the way to do it, man. It's the way to do it. I feel like I had to do it this time as well because I listened to the... I'll get into it with the review, but yeah, yeah I listened to the, the single with Anderson Park. I was yeah. you, and yeah. I was not feeling it at all. So, yeah, I was like, I'm not listening to any more of what I heard. Yeah. That, that I enjoyed his clever lyrical wordplay on songs like Don't Be Dumb. Like, that back and forth was amazing with him. And I believe the artist's name is Ocean Wisdom. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Um, I thought that was, like, clever. It kind of felt like, the older generation talking to the younger generation and having that back and forth. So my standout song, or shout-out song, sorry, I should say, um, was Don't Be Dumb. Uh, and I definitely think it's uh, free. Oh, sorry, we'll do our ratings later. Um, what do you guys think? I, I can echo most of what you're saying there, to be honest with <laughs> you. Cool. I feel like um, I, I feel like there might be a debate to be had. I think we've had a, I kind of had a debate about Dizzy on this pod before, and as you were talking, I was kind of thinking to myself, and I don't want to understate what he's done previously because I do yeah. think that he is a pioneer. But is part of Dizzy's legend, if you like, is it part of, partly to do with the fact that he was the first one from that grime scene to really bust? Uh, and I do wonder if that is part of it because when when I look at it, yeah, you got people like okay, obviously Wiley, 
you have people like Kano, dare I say, Skepta as well, that came around around the same, they were out there at the same time as Dizzy was on the underground, but they weren't, they didn't make that same um, jump over to pop stardom at the same time as Dizzy, they were later. But when you look at the music they make, the way that their careers have developed, the way that their skill set has improved over the years, they have far exceeded Dizzy Rascal. Yeah. Dizzy Rascal was still making music like I'm back in secondary school. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on. I said, I think I tweeted out the other day. It's like, it's like it's GCSE music, <laughs> and and it sounds rude. And the thing is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That basic music can can be can be good music, right? It can be, and it can be entertaining. But I'm expecting like at, at his stage of his career I'm expecting him to be a more developed MC than he is because like, let's give you an example like DWE his sound is still pretty much the same as what he made Correct. Like 10, 20 years ago however his rhymes his raps are actually better he's yeah. developed as an artist you can hear that in him people like K- Kano has just gone clear Retri too has gone clear um Skepta as well. Skepta's got Skepta's ability to rap now is well beyond what it was 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, because he was so, a DJ back then, isn't it? Yeah, but he was still a bit okay, it's true. But, but then yeah. if you look at it, I feel like Dizzy, whatever Dizzy's an MC back then, yeah. it's, it's just, he just hasn't developed this way. I see it. It's like he, I listened to it, so I'm thinking to myself, you might as well just repackage it as Boy in the Corner. But it's, it's a lesser version of that. It's not a better album than he did when he first came out. But so, then, uh, with that like argument, right? The only mm. the holes that I'll poke about is, yeah, like you're right. D doubles probably given us like the same sound in his album, but we respect him as a grime legend, right? I feel like mm. Dizzy has given us a mix of sounds, and what's different in this album compared to, let's say, his previous effort, Raska, is he's brought on like a lot of that new talent, and you can, and he's like rapping for fun with them. You know what I mean? Like, like I know I'm using "Don't Be Down" as an example way too much, but like that was a great example of like his lyrical ability. Like, I'm not saying it's the strongest, but it's definitely there. Okay, but then that, if, you, if you're going to use Don't Be Dumb as an example of his lyrical ability, then his lyrical ability doesn't even come close to any of his peers that were around at the same time that he bust. That's the point I'm making to you. So it's like, how good is he really? Like back then, he was making some amazing songs where, whereby he, it's a sound is so fresh. And, and as a young man, speaking the way he was, it was acceptable because obviously you're not expecting that much. And I think even as as people, we expected less from grime artists back then. Like let's put this way, yeah, yeah. Back then, I would never compare a UK rapper to an American one. Because I just thought to myself, there was no comparison. The American ones were far beyond what was happening in the UK. The UK rappers yeah. were, as you said, they were like DJs, they were like MCs. They, they, were, they were like just trying to get a party started sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there was no complexities to the rhymes. Nowadays, there are plenty of UK rappers that stand up to, to um, their American counterparts. So this is what I mean when I say Dizzy just seems like a, 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 a relic, if you like, compared to what's come after him and I think maybe 
I don't know what it is, but maybe with him, I don't feel that same level of nostalgia that I would feel for someone like D Double E. But then, like I said already, I feel like D Double has has um has progressed. I don't see it in in Dizzy. Uh, I don't know. So, just I know I know we're talking a bit much around this, and Ali's your your next up, but like with Dizzy though, like Dizzy was the first grime artist to can have a consistent presence on the chart and on the radio. That's my take on Dizzy. Uh, I, 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 I need to dispute that one because I feel like really? his first album did well and the second one had, had a fair amount of grime on there. So I'll give you that part of it. But by the time he got to his third album, he wasn't a grime artist anymore. He was a pop artist. So I can't give yeah. him that that that, 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 that Accolade, if you like, because to me he was no longer a grime artist; he was a pop but artist. But so. that's that's where he st- that's where he came from, grime, isn't it? So, like, yeah. he was the so he, he, the reason why he's a legend is because of his consistent presence on like the charts. Really, like all of those artists you've named, like they haven't been like consistent like Dizzy has over the last 10 years yeah, I, 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 said this, I, I said that Dizzy was the yeah. first one to bust okay, but I thought yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's, that's what he gets his legend from and, and I feel like at the time at the time Dizzy was considered a great MC and, and, I, and I agreed that at the time he deserved that, that status but that's what I'm saying that the game's changed that the, the levels have been upped and he's nowhere near that so I think I think no. for Dizzy, right, like, in America, they have, like, an adult contemporary hip-hop space, right? hmm We don't have that in the UK. Like, we have adult... I feel like we do. Pandering I feel like to... Okay, Kano might be... A, but we don't... It's not the norm, is it? Like... Like, you don't have, like, a Black Thought releasing adult contemporary in the UK, unless you guys can name me a version of that. Um, like, so when... I like that effect. With adult contemporary hip-hop. Rich okay, Kano give me popular ones, then. Rich Kano and Getz, I'd say. Yeah. And there's all Dizzy Spears. So I don't get it. So I'm saying I understand there's not we loads because at yeah, the time, like, that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, but my point is, is that even even Skepta, like Skepta has got songs where he's talking um, from a more mature angle as well. But even that song, "Bullet from a Gun," yeah, that song speaks a lot of things from a more mature perspective because he's grown up. Even though he's still on his grease or whatever, he still has moments where he's talking about things from a more mature perspective. And the thing is, there's songs on this Dizzy Oscar album where he's talking from a more mature perspective, just that he rhymes isn't. That's what I'm saying. That's that's all, that's all my only real criticism. Like, I don't think the music's even that bad. It just seems basic. And I feel like I expect more from someone that's considered a legend. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So, so, so how you rate this album? Like, like... Wait, wait, Oli, yeah. your turn. Your turn first, man. Your turn first. Okay. Um, so I kind of disagree um, when Matt talks about growth, especially when he compares him to Skepta. So the other day, um, and do, do you know what? I wouldn't have disagreed unless I heard this song the other day. I was driving and um, doing his Doing It Again album came onto my playlist for some reason. And Big came on um, the track with Chip. And I, like, I was listening and I played it back like three times and I felt 
Skepta has not made a track to this day that goes to that sort of depth that that track displayed. I don't know I'm if anybody remembers that track. Depth, so I'm talking about no, no. I'm not, not talking about depth, but there's depth and there's also lyrical growth on that one track. And he's not come close to doing anything of that of that stature. So why didn't Dizzy do this on his album then? I was talking about Dizzy. Skepta. Oh, God. <laughs> I, was saying, I was saying Skepta hasn't touched what he done on that track, Big. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers it, but it's something you might want to listen to and then we can revisit this another time. But I do feel like Dizzy's demonstrated growth. Um, and I, I don't really feel like you can sort of dispute that either. Yeah, I agree with you, Oli. I definitely agree. Like, his track where he he announced that, I think he said he's expecting a baby girl. That was quite a touching moment in the album. Yeah, so, that's the last like, track wait, as well. Yeah. Uh, like, I also feel like, um, if you look at the track, I think it's... There's East Side and there's another one. Um, that's too much. That's too much. I don't mm-hmm. think on that's too much. He's getting like out out wrapped by D Double or Frisco. I think what people struggle with is that Dizzy has yeah. still has an unorthodox flow, and his voice can be a bit jarring sometimes. But I think lyrically, there's only there's only two tracks where. He gets shown up, and that's the one with Chip and the one with Getz and Kano. But other than that, he's either level or he's doing better than his features. Right. That's just my opinion, though. What did you think on Don't Be Dumb, though? Did you think he... I thought Ocean, Ocean Wisdom kind of gave it to him. Am I going to lie? Am I going to lie? Mmm. I... So, that was a good track but. one sec one sec guys pull it back again you said that you feel like on the album he only got spun by D-Double Frisco and Chip is that what you said no I said Chip and Getz and Kano he didn't get spun by okay. D-Double or Frisco okay cool. and I feel like they both had good verses but I still feel like there's a couple of tracks where like they're just pop dizzy and they came as a surprise, surprise. they came like in the middle part of the album I think it's like two or three and I didn't really appreciate them. I felt the album was going to be a bit more focused. But even then, those pop tracks are infinitely better than Bonkers and Holiday and whatever other nonsense he was putting out in 2009 and 10. Like, I've, I've, I just see a lot of growth here. And if you look at his last album, Rasket, that album was a bit of bubble to goo. I, I think it had that like, I, so I think you, I, I feel like you're seeing growth as him not making pop music. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't see the growth as lyricism. I said I felt it felt like GCSE rap. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe I'm comparing him to his peers too much, and that's the wrong thing to do. I think yeah, if you compare him to Kano, Wretch, and Getz, because Getz was around that time as well. Like he's he's not touching those heights, but if you compare him to like Skepta, Frisco, and D Double, I don't think he's even lesser. Skepta, to be honest with you, but I, I, I definitely think he matches Skepta. Mm, I don't yeah. think I don't, I don't think Skepta highly, and I don't think he's even there. This is the thing with Skepta, though. I feel like he has. I I genuinely feel like he actually has GCSE bars. Like they're very basic, very catchy, and they're very easy to follow and understand. 
but he delivers them in a good way, which just gets you hyped. I don't think I feel like if Eddie Rascal was given an opportunity, he would rap. He would rhyme cat with bat and hat and tat and sat and pat and lap and lap. That's <laughs> what he would do the whole way through the song. I've never heard Skepta go to that. Nah, he won't. He won't do that. But yeah, anyway, let's give the ladies this one. I thought they're spending too much time on an album that's by average. Nah, I don't think it's bang average. I think it's a good album. But um, my standout song for that album had to be the last one. Had to be Be Incredible. But I did like Eastside as well quite a lot. And God knows, because I like P Money. But um, I'm giving it a four. I think it's levels. You think it's a four? It's levels with Fisco's. It's more focused on Fisco's as well. I really liked it. Wow, man. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a four, to be honest. J. Cole, um, K.O.D. got a four. And you think yeah. it's a four? Okay. Yeah, okay, that got a four. I, I personally gave that a five, but if you're giving Frisco a four, I think this is levels with Frisco. Frisco's album's a lot better than this spot. Okay. Nah, you're still waiting for four. Manny, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a three. I thought it was a great average album. Great average. <laughs> I think, I, I honestly think it's like a two, but like, I think that a three with the, with the average of the three scores here is fine. Like, so let's, let's give it a three years, but really and truly, I was disappointed. I think that, yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, all right, cool. Um, look, I think three's a fair score. You're absolutely right. Um, in terms of next album, should we go across the pond? Uh, did you guys catch Amarian's The Connection? Connection. Connection. With a K. But it's like kinetic, isn't it? So kinetic. Yeah. 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 the energy. I did not like that album one bit, man. So I'll tell you what, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like Amarion is having some sort of really zened up renaissance in in recent years. Ever since his, he lost his, was it his baby mother to his, to his um, B2K um, yeah. boy band mate, whatever. And he just, the way he handled that whole situation was just so just like, he just like really nonchalant about it he didn't care he was, he was like whatever and I really although I know I could never do that myself I really appreciated the way he dealt with that and yeah, I felt yeah. like he got a lot of um, that earned him a lot of love and support from everyone out there but at a time when I, maybe he was his fame is kind of raining because what he had that song supposed to be with Chris Brown and Jenny I a couple of years back which is a banger yeah absolutely but that was kind of like a full stall in a way because he made that song and then nothing really came after that. So anyway, this song, this album came out. Um, so I heard one of the songs from it before before it was released, actually. And I thought that the song industry and, and, connections, man. <laughs> I thought that the song was pretty decent as well. Um, but the song's called Involved. The video flight is quite decent. Um, I was like, oh, okay. I'm looking forward to the album. Let's see what comes of it. I was really excited for Dizzy. I, I've been mentioning this. I've been mentioning this on the last few pods. Um, I guess I've been excited because I wanted to see um, 
what the album was going to be like, especially with him reaching out to some of the newer artists. Um, and I think Dizzy will probably be a great place to start, to be honest. Um, so with, I would say with Dizzy, um, his last album, I was quite disappointed because it really felt generic. It felt a lot like the same old, same old, if that makes sense. Like pop grime, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, so... Um, I feel like this album had elements of everything. It had elements of old school grime. It had elements of his pop grime. It had elements of rap. Like there was even like the last track he did with Chris Martin was like Dizzy Rascal being introspective. And like, I haven't heard introspective Dizzy for a little while. Like, I think the most, yeah, since probably that boy in the corner, maybe. Um, I would also say... And to be honest with you, the way the album started, it was not how I expected it to be. It got busy singing on the first song, and it had a, I wouldn't even call it an island vibe, but it had a really nice upbeat vibe to it, and that's the thing of Amarion. Amarion can do both upbeat music and like proper slow jams as well. So he's quite a... He's, he's a I guess he's a rounded R&B artist in that sense. But yeah, I think for the, for the first half of the album, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, it was um, good. I really enjoyed the song Mutual with Wally. And then it gets to the song... I agree with you, mate. I agree with you. It gets to the song B2K Experience. And <laughs> yeah. it, I, just, I just switched off, man. I don't know what that was. It's like, it's like at that point he regressed into a 15-year-old and... I don't know what he was doing, man. And oh, it just doesn't look that hard. Like, uh, Ghostface everything. Killers at the end. And even his verse is, is tainted by how it can't save it. Like, I'm not part of that album. You can't recover it. Can't save it. It's just appalling. It's just appalling. There's, there's no explanation how bad it gets. When it's on such a good run. I just don't know how he did that. But yeah, so. He should have. This album should have been up there as a good album. But he fucked it. <laughs> definitely did look can I go next I've, I've never I don't really usually, I'm not usually in sync with Matt and his opinions but I'm not gonna lie everything you've just said was exactly how I felt like I felt like the mutual track was the standout song of the album so initially coming in here I was tempted to give it a free but like just speaking to you guys I know I'm not crazy I'm giving it to you like what I feel we like three. Wow. Yeah, well, the thing I is, it, I, I feel like it should have been a three. I feel like it should be a three because of the fact that more, a bit more than half the album. We talk about six tracks there. Okay, no, it's half yeah. the album. twelve tracks. Half the album's good. But then, yeah, you know it has to be a two because it's only half the album that's good. You and I is not bad either, but still, it's literally just a bit over fifty percent. So, yeah, it's a, it's a two for me as well. And I think the reason I'm giving it a two. I think I'm thinking about it is because uh, two years by the way uh, is because like Amarion can do better and should be doing better he's had quite a long time to put together a good piece of work so like this showed promise but it wasn't the finished article so yeah 
Never ever do BTK experience ever again, please. Mate, this album is straight Van Gogh, bruv. It's one ear. Like, it's trash, man. Wow. It's trash. Well, it's already been voted to air, so maybe it's just your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be saying that. I'm joking, I'm joking. um, Okay. I feel like it's a shame, though, because that could have easily been a three album, a three. And you know what? Maybe even a four if the ending was really, really good. Like a couple of good, like longer, like love songs, maybe. The way the beginning of it was, I believe it could have got that gone that way. But it was so poor at the end that it's gone down to a two. But the beginning was checking at a three. So that's the way I see it. I think that's how many he's at two, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely see it that way. Um, but yeah, cool. So that's two done. What's the third one, Manny? Boom. And before we get to the third one, let's just um, highlight our socials. Um, follow follow us on Instagram, earsource underscore. Um, follow us on Twitter, earsource underscore again. If you're a new artist, send us some of your music. We'll listen to it and a spotlight right at the end of the pod um, for you guys so yeah don't be scared to reach out if you're a listener anyway drop us a message say hi we don't bite excellent um, cool next album uh, did any of you guys listen to Kai's yeah I did the last one I listened to I, I did actually cool I'm I did Let's, let's go into Kai's then. So Kai's came out with um, the follow-up to Two Words, One Finger um, with Two Words, Two Fingers. Damn, that is a really creative thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I'm not from South London, so cuss Kai's at your own. At your own uh, bravery. That was Matt talking about me, mate. Uh, cool. Um, I thought it was like gangster vibe throughout. Uh, I really enjoyed the song where he brought out Holloman. His name's not Giggs anymore. It's Holloman. Do, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, that was a banger. Uh, I would say like the production wasn't on point throughout the album. Really? I felt like there was a track that ended like really suddenly. Like, it just cut off. Maybe it might be the Apple Music copy, but it just literally just cut off randomly. I, I thought that the production and the, the, the whole way it was put together was quite nice to art, to be honest. Yeah, so the songs were put together well. Um, I felt like production could have been better, um, but the beat selection was was okay. Um and yeah, it just was. It was. It was a. It was a solid effort, man. Um, I don't know really what else to say. It wasn't a long project. It was the, basically like a one theme al- album, really. So yeah. Um, what did you guys think? Um, I let Oli go first. Yeah, I I I didn't know what to expect, and I quite liked it. It wasn't just all guns and violence. There was a bit of variation in there, um, especially on low-key place. Uh, That was my standout track as well, by the way. I thought that was really good. But, um, yeah, it's it's a good listen, to be honest. Um, 
there's not much bad I can say about it other than that I think the track is um it might be nights like these where it just randomly cuts off at the end on Apple Music but um yeah it, it was a it was a good listen I was I was taken aback by it I, th- I thought it was good yeah so for me I don't really listen to Kai's so I know what sort of music he makes but I don't really listen to it but I was really I actually really enjoyed the album I thought like it was it was yes it was kind of for the most part one track minded but it was solid his raps were all good the features were all good uh, or even the features elevated the songs at times as well in the whip for the next few weeks and months so yeah so yeah it was a really solid really solid project for me um my favorite song though was definitely bonus ball with suspect that was that song really went in. i loved it it went in yeah it's the longest track on the album actually i think but it, the length didn't even matter but even though most of the songs this album was quite short it didn't feel like they needed to be longer or that they were yeah. too short it didn't feel like you were just trying to get spins it felt like what the song was trying to accomplish it had done so yeah it was, I, I really just enjoyed the album and i probably will be spinning it um the first track my tingo it really sets the pace for the whole album um i really actually quite like the way that gets raps on this album gets has got a couple of different modes that he raps in i wonder yes. if one way he talks kind of and a bit slower like he's almost like he's um on a job if you like he's on a like you know when you're kidding you do something wrong and then your parent gets in their knees so they can like get to eye level and they just try and talk to you calmly <laughs> But yeah, my point is that he, he, do, he does that flow on the track and it, 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 it brings it up and it? it brings up the track to another level. Like Kai's, like without any disrespect, he was saying himself probably, he's not level with someone, I guess. He hasn't got that same ability to just switch up his repertoire at yeah. any given moment. But he knows what he's good at and he managed to bring on people to, to um, supplement that on his album. And it and it, it worked really well. And I felt I, like I can really pinpoint where this album went downhill. It was after that connect connection uh, interlude. After that, it just was. It started to just get really hit and miss. And then that B two K experience, like what the hell was that about? Like. He had a massive brain fart in the studio. That's probably the only explanation for it. Because but, it makes no sense. It makes no just, sense with the album. Why did we do that? It does. It's so weird. I can't explain. I can't. Like, if you wanted to do that, what you should have done, you should have just done an A, an a and B size album. Yeah. Because then you'd be like, okay, A side's lit, B side's trash, just like I've listened to it. But yeah, I don't know, man. I've got one more song to, to pick on, though. You and I, did you listen to that? Yeah, I thought it <laughs> Yeah, but the think, one thing I didn't get about you and I, did he keep saying, like, talking about anal on that song? Because that's what it sounded like to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Listen Pump to that song. Slow it down. 
listen to that song again. Like, I, I don't know if listen, it's the... I'm going, I'm going through a track. I'm going through the flipping lyrics right now, man. What does it say? Right now, I'm just loading it up. Okay, I'll let you load it up, but it just sounded like, like seriously weird. I'm not sure if it's because of the accent differences, but um, yeah, that's what, like, that kind of like weirded me out. Okay. I think that song had potential, by the way, but I didn't like it either. But it could have been yeah. better. We could have definitely been better. Um, T-Pain couldn't save him after that, and Ghostface could have couldn't save him. Um, so, yeah, it was good up until that point, which was unfortunate, because that was probably, like, 25% of the album. So, for me, like, yeah, it kind of spoiled it a little bit. Um, Oli, what are you thinking? Um, I didn't like that album at all, to be fair. I think there was a few good tracks. Um, Mutual, again, was a standout. Um, I liked Involved and Goddess was decent. That's about it. There's like, it just felt very generic. Yeah, I, I felt like it was generic. Didn't really show his vocal. I don't think the beginning goodness. of the album felt generic. And that's what I liked about it. It felt kind of like, I'm not going to say Neo Soul, but it, felt, it sounded like a, a fresh R&B yeah. sound. Yeah. And I appreciated that. But then towards the end, it just became a pile of trash. So, yeah. No, nah, I just it just wasn't for me, man. I think there was like, there was like yeah, three good tracks I liked: Goddess, Fair Mutual, and Involved. In it, to be fair, then yeah, it's, it's just it was just a meh album. Yeah, and then to be fair, you thought Dizzy Rascal's album was a four, so it does make sense. Let it go, bro. <laughs> Dizzy Rascal, you're Dizzy Rascal. Let's give this album some Let's give it some ratings. What are you giving it, Oli? No, no, I want to hear what you give it first. <laughs> okay, what are you giving it, Oli? I mean, to you, Manny. Manny. Oli, have you gone? Yeah, man. I was, oh, I was really? short. I didn't have much, much bad to say, yeah. really. It was, it, was, it was good. Cool, man. So, I'll get, I'll, this is definitely a strong three from me. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, um, same here. I think it was three. Like, I feel like with a little bit more polish... I don't know what it needed, but a little bit more something. It could have been a four, possibly. But it's just for the three. But it's, it's, it's showing potential from him, for, the, for mm. sure. Uh, and I feel like going forward, when he does um, three words, maybe, in, or two words and three fingers, I'm expecting um, big things. Oli, what was your Three. Same as you. So, although I really think this album's a good album, I just think that she's got a, probably a level or two that she could go up and like make a classic a proper classic album but the last one point of view damn that girl can sing like it is I was so I was so surprised I actually played the album twice back to back it was it was really good uh, I was so wrong and I hate being wrong but I was I was so wrong about Ariana Grande I'm not gonna go and listen to her back catalog but I will listen to anything else she brings out Ariana has old albums here. Generally speaking, I wouldn't say that Ariana Grande albums are albums that actually need to be listened to, as in the sense that, you know, the actual whole thing. But um, she has bangers in probably each one of her albums, I'd say, like one or two. In Especially the way she collaborates with a rapper, it tends to be pretty good. I can't believe that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a point of view for my standout song, but there are some honorable mentions. Um, the track with Ty Dollar Sign. I've forgotten his name. Um, Positions is a good track. 
Safety net is the one I've typed on last time. Yeah, safety net. Um, positions is a good track. Actually, that's, that's a really good track. What about the one with... Um, Nasty's good cat. and my hair's good. Doja Cat, Motive. Mm. I don't like Doja Cat. And I felt like the, the, the song had potential. Like, it could have gone good, but then it just, it just doesn't flow right to me. So that was like... Off the table the weekend. Do you know what, yeah? Actually, it's good you brought it up because I want to talk about this. For the longest, you've been saying about how the weekend makes music that makes you want to jump out of a building. The moment you started singing, I mean, it was a good duet. But the moment you started singing, I was just like, this guy, like, what's wrong with him? Like, I was so happy. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy. Yeah, yeah. Just like Magic was on, it's a decent track. I was yeah, still yeah. a bit feeling 35 plus 34, 34 plus 35, whatever it is. Um, motive was a bit, uh, but an off the table comes on. And this guy's dropping some really depressive bars. Like, I was just, I was, just, I was driving, driving, and I yeah. had the urge to swerve top speed into oncoming traffic and just end it. <laughs> like, wow. This guy's dangerous, man. This, this guy is, I told you, this guy is dangerous. dangerous. Uh, did any of you guys feel the same way? Like, he, he completely killed the vibe. I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed the weekend. So I, I feel like Ariana kept me hanging in there, man. Yeah, no, she really did. But yeah, like straight after, like it's not a bad song. It's just it killed the vibe. Like it was so depressing. I feel like if you're going for a hard time, just ignore that song and maybe listen to Safety Net or Positions or My Hair. But yeah, or Westside. Westside's good. But yeah, basically after that track with the weekend, every other track slaps. Some slap more, yeah. Some slap less, but they all slap. I agree. Some slap with an exclamation mark and a capital S L A P, and some just slap. But sick album. Slapping all the way. Slapping. Yes, it's just. I feel like, I feel like it slaps. I feel like only would slap a little something, something. But you know, I'm I'm not engaging <laughs> in these throwaway comments you're making, man. Wow. Not engaging. Go get your fix somewhere else, man. Somewhere else. I might just go on Instagram later and, and get that fixed. Anyway, Manny, what are you saying? Yes. Okay, so um, I really enjoyed this album. It was, it was like, she has, she has a really nice voice, nice vocal range. Like, you just know, uh, like one of the negatives that people often talk about is how polished she is and how like, man, but manufactured she is. But like, if I don't, really think that she's as manufactured as people think. I think maybe within her circle she just has like really great writers. Like, mm. in fact, I know within her circle she does. Um, there's that up-and-coming artist uh, Victoria Monet. Monet, um, that's gained a lot of Victoria up-and-coming. She's been on for ages, bro. She, she definitely has. Stuff. She's been, but I mean, like, it feels like this year she's been on like the newcomers up and coming list like okay. and she writes those, a lot on for those album. that don't know yeah she definitely does and like, I think there's like five tracks she writes on really yeah one two three four five yeah yeah and I kind I kind of feel like having that kind of having your friends around you that are at, 
as talented and understand you really helps um, with regards to her coming across the way she does on this song. I mean, on this album, because a lot of the songs play to her strength. Right. And she's very hip hop leaning in comparison to, let's say, her prior album, which had no next to no features. Right. Um Whereas this is very like hip hop leaning, I think she reached out to even like Murder Beats to like produce one of the tracks as well. So, um, yeah, like it was smooth, it was polished, and it was a bit of hip hop, bit of R and B, bit of pop. Like it was just a nice album to listen to. So yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Should we do Rayans? Oh wait, wait, no. Matt has to do what he does. Hold on, let me just was on the socks. I didn't want to do that. I haven't said anything yet, but before I start, let me just clean up. Made a bit of a mess. You know it. Okay, be serious now. First of all, I still wanted to comment on the track names. There's what there's. There's 14 tracks on the album. The first track's called Shut Up. The second one's called yeah. 34 plus 35. I'm not very good at maths, but I think it adds up to 69. So, yeah, that's one. Motive, Just Like Magic, Off the Table, 630. Um, that's, again, if you know what that is, that was a dance as well a couple of years back, 630. Yeah. Um, safety Net, My Hair, Nasty, Love Language, um, Positions, Obvious and POV. Those are all. Most of those names basically they're um, obviously referring straight directly to sex, right? And it's quite interesting. I like. I quite like it when albums do this sort of thing where the names of the tracks relate back to a theme for the album. So straight away when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's cool. Because when I saw the album title positions, I didn't really think anything of it. Because although Ariana Grande is uh, music can sometimes be a bit more raunchy than her uh, public persona would yeah. make her out to be, it's never so obvious. It'd be usually like a an innuendo in the music or something like that. So seeing the track names making it so obvious was like interesting. Um, listening to the songs, I, I thought it was. I thought the, all the songs were pretty good. Um, I didn't think the songs were amazing, to be honest with you. But there's something about Ariana which makes me think that at some point she's going to level up into becoming a better artist. And I think the key to this happening is going to be her working directly with an executive producer that is just sick. And when I say this, yeah, like I've said, I've said this to people for a while. I'm not sure if I said it to you guys directly, but I see Ariana Grande as like a baby version of Mariah Carey. Her voice is on a very similar level to Maya's. Um, I'm not going to say it's better because, or even the same level, because Maya Carey's voice is just, it's just out there and it? it's crazy. But yeah. Maya Carey's best music has always come when she's worked with like one executive producer and they've just collaborated and made amazing music. I think that when you are a singer, I feel like it's less about your ability to, to write than it is to be to collaborate with the right people if that makes sense obviously a rapper can't just go collaborate with a great ghostwriter because that takes away his credibility but as a singer I don't think it really matters um 
that being said, I think it's the only Afrobeast album that I've listened to in its entirety. I think there are some tracks that aren't extremely Afrobeat heavy, like Blessed Smile and Peace of Me. Funnily enough, they all come one after another. Like some of the ones that my carries made, I, I would like to see that yeah. one day. Yeah. Because her voice is actually beautiful. It's really nice. It is. It is. I agree. So, I yeah, agree. I give the album, for me, the album's a three. But um, it's an enjoyable listen. But I, I think to myself, if I'm comparing to other R&B artists albums that, that I've liked over the years, um, it's not quite levels of that. So yeah, right. This is where I'll probably like argue that. What did we give Trey songs? I think they got a three. But I don't I think I think I want to give that a two or sort of that. So nah, fair. Yeah. Using that for me, I'll probably say this is a four. To be honest, like yeah. it was yeah. a really nice, easy listen to album, and like I did feel like it had replay value. So for me, it's a four. It's I agree. Above average. I agree. I agree. Like, right. and, and, and it, makes, right. it makes sense because I feel, like, I feel like I need to go over the, the, the definition of the ratings again 5 is a masterpiece 4 is an excellent project 3 yeah. is good work 2 is below standard and 1 is poor effort so you're saying it's a nice easy listen that's not the same as an excellent project yeah and for me let me explain and like it's an easy listen like there's no like because it should be an easy listen to do you know what I mean like there's music where there's like a bop like there's beats where you can like yeah dancing there's like songs that you expect to be played in the club Um, but equally like like she doesn't miss is what I'm saying on this mm. I don't feel like like she misses that's why I think this is an excellent project and it should be yeah. because of the amount that's invested into Ariana Grande so like that makes sense to me yeah. I, I don't think the amount that's invested into her is relevant really but yeah, yeah but um, I mean it makes sense do you know what I mean based on like who she is like you know the record label is going to throw the bank on an album like this that's why it sounds as great as it does. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a four for me as well, to be fair. I felt like I was going to be the only one giving that a four, but... No, mate, I'm with you. No, you're really the only most one in the group, for this. I'm not. Uh, listen, you're the one. You're the one getting most over this. Over this job, I'm not getting most over this. What can you got into three? But anyway, Wait, that's what I don't understand. How are you gonna? How are you gonna like get the sock out to a free free album, man? <laughs> Come on, mate. Look here. Look here. Ariana Grande. Is, Ariana Grande, right? It's got. There's a thing about Ariana Grande, like. We were talking about this early on, you know, people were saying that she looks really young. And you know what, yeah, there is truth in that she does look young. She's got a, um, a baby face, etc. I agree with that. But when I've seen her, like, in videos or stuff like that, she's got, like, a... Um, there's a thing about her that is quite seductive. It's the way that she behaves. It's a bit like how Rihanna has a way of behaving where she's actually mad seductive, even so Rihanna is maybe not as pretty as some of her peers. So yeah, Ariana has that sort of thing. So I'm referring more to that than the music. The music itself wasn't really saying anything that crazy in terms of 
like you know trying to better or something like that it wasn't that but I guess that's how maybe you guys felt about it but anyway let's go to the next album let's do it um, what are we looking at next do you guys want to hit Wizkid or Buster Rhymes I want to say Buster to last Alright, let's let's go to Lagos. So Wizkid came out with this week with uh, Maiden Lagos. Um Oli, do you wanna take us through your thoughts on it? Um I am not a Wizkid fan. Uh, Hater. I I am not a fan of Afrobeats. Sipping on Haterade. And I bathe in it, mate. I bathe in it. And I just I just find these things like a really hard listen. I find them all very samey. Um, but I appreciate yeah. that there is a market for it. I also appreciate that he wrote, I think, all of the tracks. Uh, brilliant. Oh, okay, cool. Unanimous. We are unanimous. I feel like on the podcast. Wait, 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 wait. One second, one second. Quite aligned. So I need, I need to I need to discuss this a bit further. Yeah, go on, go on. Really, you think that this is the same level as Dizzy's album? I said Dizzy's a four, bro. Oh my god! So if and you know I said it's a four. And Dizzy's oh, is better than this. Okay. Um, go ahead, Manny. What's next? Look, um, with this wait, 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 no, 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 wait, wait, Manny, Manny. Uh, Which yeah, yeah. This album or Dizzy's? Dizzy's. There you go. Mm. But it's not. is from. Okay, just remember that. Wait, hold on, hold on. The reason you hate why... Dizzy, bruv. You hate Dizzy, so. Yeah. I hate Dizzy. Why do I hate Dizzy? I hate this man. Man, man, no. Yeah, you're forgetting. Like, Dizzy did the soundtrack from my childhood. So you're forgetting this, like, like. Listen, I love you. Dizzy. Two podcasts ago, I mean, you was cussing out Dizzy. I still, I still live by the whole mantra. I don't look pussy. I don't like. I don't. I'm not. Sorry, I'm not a bull cat. I don't like the smell. I, 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 that's me. <laughs> yeah. right, come on, man. That's, that's, that's like, I'm also getting that tattooed on me, bro. So, so I don't hate Dizzy. It's just that he's not that good anymore. It's like, what's the, there's something wrong with that. Nah, you hate Dizzy because he sold out. But it's okay. You're in. You're in town. I don't give him. I don't respect him the way that I respect someone like like Kano. I don't. It's like it's a simple thing. Kano never sold out. Only has to lie. He did some songs that were like um, more pop related, like Brian Eyes stuff like that. But he still managed to make it sound more authentic than fucking Disney Rascals. Brian Eyes is in pop. Brian Eyes is a is a is a hood love song, bruv. That's pop. Yeah, he had other songs as well, like songs of the streets, where you know he does verse. He's got he's got songs where you say that it was borderline, if you like. But there's no way that you're gonna ever tell me that he sold out like Dizzy did. So yeah. So if anything, you just confirm, confirm what I said anyway. No, I never said Kano sold out. Kano sold out. I know. Mm. That's my point. I'm late to. I said Kano didn't sell out like Dizzy did. Mm. Uh, look, let's let uh, we all, we can all agree to disagree because Dizzy. That's all we do with this podcast. That's, it. That's why you guys love us. You right. have to be on the slogan. The Air Source podcast. Agree yeah. to disagree. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, moving on. Let's let, let's go back uh, across the Atlantic because obviously it's uh, election day today. Um, who, do you, who do you think is going to win, by the way, guys? Um, Trump. Trump. 
there's going to be a clerical error. Really? And even if he doesn't win, he's going to go do some fuckery so that he doesn't leave office. Like, yeah. yeah. Have, like, you think he's actually going to gonna get, like, proper... So, and it won't happen. So, what did you think of Little Pump? Um, like, there was a clip going around. There's Little Pump. What, Little Pimp? Um, I don't think anything of him. Little Pimp. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Pump, you know what Lil Pump is, right? Lil Pump is like just that any person, like, you know, he's like, he's like, he's like Ferdy. You remember yeah. Ferdy? And he had that song after that whole um, thing with the bike crash. Um, you can't see me, you fucking blind, whatever. All that sort of shit. <laughs> oh, and he yeah, yeah. Right? And he had his little thing of fame. Now, Lil Pump had a couple more tracks than just the one, but yeah. the biggest one was Gucci Gang, right? And yeah. since then, he's done nothing. I don't even know why he's even on the stage. Maybe Trump thought that the guy still has some sort of pull with young voters, but the only people that listen to, to um, Lil Pump in this day and age are people that are probably too young to vote in America anyway. So it's kind of pointless. I actually forgot about it until yesterday. Yeah, I don't think anything off him because I didn't expect anything off him in the first place. He's probably just done what he's done for that little bit of um, relevance he's getting because he's been on all the blogs today yeah. and he wouldn't have been otherwise. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. That was like the equivalent. Lil Pump's appearance at that rally was the equivalent of Trump calling out like an African American. That's my African American. Do you remember that? <laughs> that's my that's my little pimp. Come over here. So can we, can we do can we can we do Ariana Grande next? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that was what I was segueing into. That's why I went across okay. the pond. Cool. So, Ooh, I, like, I, like, I, like, I like, I like, I like, I like, a bit of Ariana. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. You take it. <laughs> take it yeah, Ariana, don't let me take this one, man. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm gonna take point. I'm gonna take point. If you, if you okay, take it, I'm gonna take point. point. I feel like, I feel like Matt needs to go last. Need can, to can, go. I, can I, can I, can I say before, before we go any further though? I feel like if before you listen to this album, we should get some Kleenex or, or, or some <laughs> Jewish play or whatever it is you need before you before you play before you first play. And this one. Um, okay. Anyway, for our, for our children listeners, I'm joking. Um, I until recently thought that Ariana Grande was a Disney person. I have never paid any attention to her, other than when she's featured in a couple of hip hop songs. Um, my entire thought of her was that she made tracks for teenagers, like 14-year-old girls. I could not have been more wrong. And um, she's not a Disney girl as well. But this album was really good. Um, the first track I hated, uh, when I think it's called Shut Up, and I was just thinking, she needs to shut up, man. This is going to be a hard listen. But then straight after that, it just goes from strength to strength. And the second half of the album, after Ty Dolla Sign comes in, whew, that girl can sing. This album is fire. Okay, five I minutes. Think, I think Oli lost yeah, one of his socks. Yeah. It sounds like he lost one of his socks. Do you know what? Yeah, uh, I, lost, I lost one sock and the other sock, like my toes are holding on to it right now. So, oh, so hold on one second. Uh, after the sock came off, what did you do with it? I left it on the floor. I just left it on the floor. 
I'm not as I'm not as perverse as you, yeah. I'm not as perverse as you, but I think what hey, I don't do nothing in the search club. I don't know what you be doing with your stuff. My name is not you know who anyone. Anyway. My name is not you know who you know. Who, you know who I'm talking the about. The names whose names shall not be spoken. <laughs> the names be redacted. Anyway, <laughs> um, name asterisk. He'll know. He'll know who you're doing this and this, but um. In case you haven't realised, there's a lot of X-ray content um, on this album, and it may paint vivid pictures for some. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a really good album. Um, I was a bit upset she didn't really flex her singing ability until the last song. But yeah, I, I don't really have much to say on the album. It's it's just it's not one for me, and where I dislike Afrobeats quite a bit. I can't really give like a a non-biased review, but what I will say is that I didn't feel like I had to skip all the tracks, and I enjoyed a few. Um, I enjoyed Long Time, who skipped her, Bless Smile, Piece of Me, and I think that's it. I really hated the last track, Grace, um, and I didn't yeah. really like the first track. But yeah, I can't really say much about the album. I think that's interesting, like, the points you raised. Because listening to this, I didn't feel like it was fully Afrobeats. Like, I felt like it was mainly reggae than anything else. Like, that might be why I listened to it all then. Yeah, there was a, a way more, like, reggae vibes than, let's say, an NSG project, you know? Like, I think, I felt like on this album, he was doing something similar to what... Burner Boy did in his in his album that was released this year. Disappointingly, that would that there was only one of those tracks. Um, so yeah, like it, it was a good album, but it could have been better because it did feel quite mainstreamy with like a lot of the current R and B songstresses on there, um, and it was more leaning towards reggae than Afrobeats. Um, so yeah. Matt, what are, you, what are you thinking? I took the executive decision not to listen to this album because I don't like This was a compulsory listen, man. No, it wasn't because the amount of times we said this to Manny and Manny's like, oh, I don't like the artist, so I didn't listen to it, so I thought I'd just do the same. Oh, yeah, cool, 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 cool. No worries, no Look, at the end of the day, we have to listen to what we like, and you know what I mean? So, if Afrobeats... I genuinely disagree with that, but I just know with this kid, I won't like it. I just do not yeah. like Afrobeats. So, I reckon for you, you'd be genuinely surprised. As I mentioned, this is more of a reggae vibe than anything else. That would piss me off, to be honest with you. Thank you, Dick. Well, I'm glad you don't have to be pissed off. Look, <laughs> what rating nah, is really did this? It, um, I, th- I think it's your rating, man. Whoever you rated, that's what it's going to be for this one. No, only. No, you can't, you can't just sideline like me like this. I, I put, you yeah, just said that your rating is going to be skewed by the fact you don't like Afrobeats, so you've already said that. Yeah, but Afrobeats in its purest form, so I feel like yeah. I have to rate it accordingly. Um, I'm going to give it a two but my standout yeah. track is one with Damian Marley because I actually like that song that was actually 
quite yeah. Um, Demi felt valued. It's definitely not a two. Like it wasn't that bad. It was actually good. So in my, I wanted to actually come in and give it a four. Um, so, but I'm not. If you want to give it a four, give it. You know, I'll, I'll score it a four as well, Manny. Fuck it. No, it's not. It's not. But it's not. It's not a, it's not a four. Why not? You said it's a four. No, no, I wanted to. Wait, like, Manny, I got, I got one question. I got one. Which album did you prefer, Wiz Kid or Dizzy? Ooh, um, Dizzy over Wiz Kid. Wow, wow. So, if you feel like Wiz Kid's a four, I know. I'm not like saying Dizzy. it is. I want, hold on, hold on. You guys didn't even let me finish. God damn, man. I wanted to give it a four, but it's not. It's a three. Like mm. uh, that was the expectation I had before listening, and um, because as I've mentioned earlier, there was only like one like real banger on there that I really enjoyed, and like had loads of replay value, which was um, no stress. So yeah, it's a free, a solid free at that. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Cool, and uh, Ollie's giving it a two, so we're fucked. But because Matt didn't listen to it and I love that free beats, I'm gonna give it a free. Yeah, have you happy? That's fair, I'll bump my up to a free as well. Okay, cheers, mate. Cheers, cheers. Democracy. Right. He was trying to make it a bit more mainstream. And like I don't know if he did that well enough, to be honest. Um I really did enjoy this album, I would say. Like, it was great. It was a great effort. But I don't know if it was an excellent project in my eyes. Because it was only, like, knowing WizKid, like, WizKid that I've listened to in the past can probably have, like, an album full of bangers. There was only, like, one identical, well, that, so one banger that I really identified, which was No Stress. Like, for me, that was, like, the best song I've heard, like, all week. That was the banger. But what, what you guys give it to you? What, what was your thoughts on Emma Huncho? And is it young Nate? Uh, Nate Smalls, I think. Nate Smalls, yeah. yeah. What was your thoughts? I thought that the album started off pretty well, to be honest with you. And I was kind of getting into a groove of, like, liking some of the songs. So maybe about what, three or four songs in, I was actually enjoying the um, project. And then it got to a point whereby all the songs just started to sound the same. It's when Young Ads come on um, Cold World at track six. And you know what? I think at that point, it just started to sound like a D-Block album. Like I listened to the D-Block album the other, the other day. And then from that point forward, pretty much until the end, maybe about maybe to track was 13 tracks so probably from what the track 6 you said so yeah. about track 11 it's just a D block album DB album sorry and then um, it kind of goes back to that sort of how they had at the beginning again but like it's just, I feel like the album could have been better I tweeted out earlier on that do artists not realise when they're making a, a project and all of the songs are sounding really similar. Did, did they not realise that? Or is it a case of they're doing it on purpose? Is that what people are looking for nowadays? I don't know. Personally, I never want to have an album where all the songs just sound like the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my standout song on the album was probably 5am. I, I actually thought that was a decent song. Um, 
but yeah, the rest of it was meh. So I am somewhat in agreement. Um, the album felt very generic and it started to get really tiring to listen to from track six onwards. Um, there just, was just nothing there. It was just a sigh. Um, my standout track was changed, although I did like 5am. And like you, I do feel like it started off quite decent. But um, it's, I just need to go back to the drawing board. I, I just didn't see anything other than those couple of tracks, anything worthwhile. So yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. What rating did you give it? Two. Yeah, that's about the same for me. Yeah, I feel I feel so deflated just reviewing this album. <laughs> okay, let's let's get the numbers up now. Let's go, Buster. Wow. Let's go. Ooh, no, no, what, let's before we go into Buster though. Like, are there any other albums that you guys skimmed across? Um, or any uh, let me quickly look. I didn't listen to it, but Outcast actually released a deluxe version of Stankonia. So I need to go back and see that at some point. I never had a chance to do it. And also, um, Fabulous Adjudicus made a little EP for right. Halloween, Halloween, Return okay. to Elm Street. They did a, it's like a Freddy vs. Jason one, what they did a few years ago. Right. So um, that's like a part two to that, if you like. Um, made in Tayo, made an album called um, Never Forgotten. And yeah. Made in Tyler is a weird artist because he is someone that I see featured on a lot of the artists that I like in America. He, he, he features like of Chance, he features with um, Sweeno and other artists like that, that sort of generation. And I really like Sweeno, for example. I used to really like Chance's music as well, but I think he's kind of, kind of gone off the boil a bit. Yeah. But, um, I don't get it. This guy seems to be respected a lot in the industry and people seemingly reach out to him for features, but I don't think his own music is even that good. But anyway, I listened to his album. It was all right. It was decent. Um, There's a couple of good tracks on there, like Sports Center and uh, what was that one called? BT Uncut. But I didn't think that the whole album really banged. It was like a two for me, if anything. To be honest with you, I never and got around to listening to the album, but I thought the album artwork was pretty dope. It, the, the artwork is sick. I really like it, and I feel like it tells a story in itself as well. But his music itself isn't that amazing. But I don't think that story is ever conveyed in the music. So it's what I'm talking about. It's like this guy is really deep, but he's not. So I'm wondering maybe if he does something else. Maybe he's. I don't really know who the artist is that well. So maybe he's like a. Maybe he produces as well. Maybe he's someone that when you're around him, he could be like the catalyst to making better music. I don't know. There's another um, album that I listened to as well this week, and that was from Queen Niger. And she celebrated her birthday, I think, last week. And she had right. some outrageous photos taken of her in her birthday outfit. And I was like, ooh. So um, when her album came out, I was like, oh, let me give it a spin. Because I remember she had an EP a couple of years ago, and that was pretty good. The EP was called Queen Nigra. So it's self-titled, basically. Um, but yeah, her album Misunderstood came out, um, 18 tracks. And it's decent. It's like an R&B album. She's a singer. It's an R&B album. And 
for the most part, I would say it had like a modern slash old school feel to it with a couple of up-tempo tracks. But um, yeah, it was a pretty decent R&B album. But some of the some of the samples on that album felt a bit forced. So there's a track on there called Light to Me with Lil Dark. It's got an old school sample on it from a 90s hip-hop track, which is obvious when you listen to it. So go listen to it. But um, it just seemed a bit, a bit forced to me. But the rest of the tracks are are decent or good I don't think I'm going to get around to listening to that one Let's, I think I think Trippy deserves deserves a review to be honest um, let, let, let's bring that one into next week's podcast I'm not sure I don't think there's going to be oh my god there's, there's two more albums as well sorry <laughs> Common, Common released yeah. A Beautiful Revolution what? which is part one yeah, part one of I don't know how many points you're going to do to this album, but it's part one. It's it's nine right. tracks long, and it's very political. It's very BLM. It just, it touches on the whole um, election that's going on right now. I think that's it why, why it came out when it did. So I'd give this album a three ears. Yeah, that's, those are the ones I listen to. Did you listen to any Nanny or Ollie? Um, I didn't have time to this week. But I'm actually um, listening to some of the ones you mentioned. Cool. I think Chippy Red as well, he dropped an album. Did anyone I guess get that? I don't listen to Chippy Red at all. But I didn't say that. Chippy's a weird one because sometimes I hear him on other people's songs and I like him. But then when I try to listen to his own music, I don't like it. Mm. So I'll probably get around to listening to it, but it was very low my priority list. And also Jojo released an album as well called December Baby, but it's common. common. The, the album is very common. So what you expect from a common album is what you get, and it's just quality production, quality bars, and it's a good listen. But it's like armchair music, if you like. You're not going to be, yeah, why is yeah. this song whilst you're on a hike or when you're in the gym? That, like that, that's but, adult contemporary music right there, right? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, that's it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to that point quickly. Go, go. That, that's what I meant by, like, in the UK, we don't have, like, that biggest scene of, like, an adult contemporary hip-hop, you know, Hey, was you like, when you said that before? Were you talking about Dizzy Rascal? Yeah, about Dizzy Rascal, right? I was talking about Dizzy Rascal. It kind of feels Let's like Let's makes music like that. Yeah, but I mean, does, if anything, Retreat Two's be criticised for making music like that. They say his, his albums are, are boring because they don't have enough like party tunes in it and stuff like that. And he, he switched up in recent years, but before yeah. he has about two albums of content, maybe three, where it's a lot more slower paced and political. Maybe that so, just is a, it just goes to show the scenes maybe not big enough. I don't know. There's something that doesn't add up to where like in the US they can do like add up. I think it's because in the UK the like, the UK forms of music so proper like um, grime, drill, whatever, which is for the yeah. UK. Those are not those sort of styles of music do not. Um, promote a laid-back sound. So when you think right. of all the sort of music that comes out in, in no, we just in England, but in Europe as well, you've got like dance music, you have like, we had jungle music, we had garage music, we had dubstep, we had all that sort of stuff, right? It's like, mm. none of that is like, you know, slow it down, let's talk on things properly. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably why we don't appreciate it so much. Um, another album that I should have listened to, but I didn't, is um, Smoke Boys. They released an album 
called All the Smoke. It's their last release because they're, they're splitting up as a, as a collective now. Yeah, formerly known as Section Boys. Yeah, formerly known as Section Boys. So their manager stole the name of the group. Crazy. Before listening to it, like I said, I was avoiding listening to the singles because the one the one single I did hear, I didn't like it on its own, which was you, which you just said you thought was great. But yeah, um, um, 10 tracks long, I would definitely listen to that and probably do a uh, review for next week's pod. Cool, cool. Right, um, now, introducing... The baddest bus a bus. No, I'm joking. Um, let's talk about Buster's new album, uh, Extinction Level Two. Um, I know you guys are huge fans of Buster, uh, as am I. So I'm not going to be the one to jump out the the gate. Um, I'll do it. I think I'll do it. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, go for it. Um, I just I just want to do a shout out to Chris Buck for doing some amazing voiceovers. And lending his amazing vocals as well on one of the tracks at the end. He has a, a one minute verse. <laughs> but no, this album, if I was to describe it in one word, it would be. I want, I want to go with Zany. Um, Buster Rhymes is an extremely talented rapper with what seems like a bottomless pit of flows and themes. And this album, he's just flexing his creativity on all fronts. Beat style, topics, flows, everything. It's, it is the best album that I listened to this week by far. And it is also the best Buster album I've listened to in a while. Um, the last one that I listened to properly several times was Back on My B.S., which I think came out in like 2009. This album is, it's really good. It feels like old school Buster. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's really good. There, there's, there's a lot to like, there's a lot of samples from some old good tracks, like on Out of My Mind, that has an amazing feature, Bob with DeVoe. It's got, I think they're sampling Poison, which is Bob with DeVoe's song. Um, that's crazy. He's got a track with Old Dirty Bastards. That's crazy. He's got MOP on there. He's got he, the feature list is just it's really good. It's a well it's a well chosen feature list, and um, there's a few surprises as well that I'm not going to go into. Maybe the others will, but there's a couple tracks that I really want to touch on, and those are Best I Can with Rhapsody. Um, Rhapsody is really working her way up to becoming one of my favourite rappers. She always does stellar verses. Her last project that I listened to was really good and she doesn't disappoint this way. I feel like on this track, she elevates her game purely because she's on the bottom of track and it's it's just it's just a sick track. The theme's good. There's there's literally nothing nothing you can say that's that's bad about it. Where I Belong with Mariah Carey is a throwback to another song they done ages ago. You'll probably know what it is when you hear it. Um, again, it's kind of creative how they do it, and it's just it's just a really, really good track. There was a few tracks that I just I, I, I couldn't get on board with, 
one of those was strap yourself down. That was just a bit too crazy for me. Um, that was a bit too out there. It was a good beat, but it was just it was just a bit too much. I actually listened to the reload version as well, which is four extra tracks. It's it's not worth to listen. Um, there's a couple of good tracks on it. One with Eminem and the first track. I've forgotten its name. But other than that, the other two are just they're just a bit safe and a bit boring. Especially when you compare compare it to what you've listened to um throughout the album. But the track I really want to talk about the most is Look Over Your Shoulder. Um that follows from the previous track, The Young God Speaks, which is like forty seconds, and it just sets up this track amazingly. I've never heard Kendrick get spun flow wise and lyrically on the same at the same time on a track. I don't uh, <laughs> Buster just blew him out of the water, man. Mm, I agree. It was, it was, it was just, it was phenomenal. Like I know Buster's mad talented, and he's always been able to do this sort of stuff. But Kendrick has become the king of flows, in my opinion. Um, some might disagree, but he has several. He has flows for days. Um, I disagree. And, and we, yeah, Drizzy's the king of flows, mate. Drizzy's the king of flows. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, the king of stealing flows. <laughs> he does stealing flows. What's the what's the difference? Like, like I didn't know. Flows just don't, like it's the same thing, man. Drake just is he's got he's got international flows. Kendrick ain't got no international yeah. flows. <laughs> yeah, he's got international Do you know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. Kendrick for me is is like the modern day king of flows. Um Bust just shows him that well, I invented this game. Like, you can't come into my into my den and try and take my crown. He just he just spazzes all over Kendrick. It's just, it's just I don't want to get too into the album to like paint a picture. So I'm just giving like brief overviews because I just yeah. really want people to go out there and listen to the album because it's it's literally just worth to listen. At a time where a lot of albums are kind of like generic. Yeah, this is the kind of album you need where it's just a creative showcase of one of the best rappers to ever do it. Um, Agreed. I, I think it's paid off in volumes. Even the tracks that aren't that great, like The Purge and Strap Yourself Down, they're hard listens, but if you can get past those, you're, you're in for like a really, really good album. And I think from track nine, maybe, it, yeah. it's just, it just goes crazy and also Mary J Blige her singing was amazing on this album I actually thought that track should be the last track but then Satanic really um, really brings it back and I thought that's, I thought that's a good outro but yeah it's just there's so many tracks to talk about that are good and I could be here for ages but I don't want to I don't want to harp on it's just it's a really good album no, that was a good summary um, I, I can't say anything else I've done is like a creative masterpiece not as yeah. okay, that's, that's a bit strong it's, it's it's a masterpiece from a creative standpoint whereby there's a different theme and flowing everything on every track yeah every two tracks feel the same but I, th- I think you've pretty much summed up like this album really well like um and the points you've raised are very valid. The only thing I would say is that I've really, really enjoyed the Anderson Pack, uh, that collab. Um, I believe the song's called 
You. You. Uh, yeah, like Anderson Pack and Buster definitely held a strong vibe together. Um, I really enjoyed the OD ODB uh, yeah. track two. That was a nice surprise. World Boss rapping from Penn, amazing, amazing. Mariah Carey track. Even though you, you're keeping it a surprise, but I just want to say one thing. Like, I'm fuck it. I'm gonna spoil it. Like, it's so iconic to have two icons sample themselves. Like, that in <laughs> itself is hard. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just that's just gangster. So, like, mad ratings there. Um, and yeah, the theme around like. Um, the world having an existential crisis um, that's like looming and drawing closer. Yeah, it was quite scary. It was, it, there was like a strong religious element to this album. Kind of made you want to go to church a little bit, not going to lie. Um, and yeah, like it, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts? Well, well, I think that my thoughts are going to be a lot different than you guys, to be honest with you. I feel like... Oh, here we go. For context, I want to just put this out there. I think Buster Williams is one of the best rappers of all time. All right? And I think that, I don't think many people can really even argue with that. He comes on people's songs all the time and just destroys it. He's got his own, a long list of his own hits, where it's even just him by himself with no features. Now, my criticism of Buster Rhymes in general is that he doesn't release great albums. He would do good albums, but they're not. I can't think of any album that Buster Rhymes has made that's flawless. Um, even if it has got a litany, uh, uh, sorry, it's got loads of um, uh, great songs on there. It, they, they really fit together on the album. They just—it's not a good album. So I've had I've had that before with him. And then we get to this album here, Extinction Level Event 2. Also, before listening to it, I was told to look out for the verse from Rhapsody, because it's great. And I was also told that the album itself was shit. So I hate when that happens, because I hate having other people's opinions cloud my own judgment, like color my own yeah. opinion. I'd rather just go onto a blank canvas. So... Before I even started listening to it, I saw the first track was seven minutes long, and I was thinking to myself, "What the hell is this? This is yeah. this is mad." And then I started listening to it, and like basically half of the track is is a story being told by Chris Rock. I don't mind like stories being told through an album, um, like in the concept of an album. I think that's quite cool, but I do think it's important for the artist to to, to divide the tracks up on the skits so that if you just want to hear the, the song you can so if, for example I quite like the intro song it's actually pretty good the instrumentals are quite good and Buster Rhymes' verses are quite good as well but there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be listening to that regularly but of course I listen to Chris Rock talking for three minutes before I get to that point of the song so that annoyed me and they've got a song called Poison which is like a, a if you hear the song you know the song immediately and then you had a really like Bell Biff DeVoe, right? They've got um, their old school 90s band. I think that they spawned from New Edition. Listen to the verses, it was that bad. 
Bust Rhymes samples are on is on track five of my mind, and I don't understand why he did it in the way he did it because the song the sample just sounds awful. It sounds so bad. The same thing with track four as well. The one before is like the the, the beat is so bad that I didn't like the verses because I, I couldn't even. And I thought, so for me, like, I thought that the beginning of the album got off to a really tough start, but then it really does improve a lot. It, it goes up off a few levels. You get to like track seven with Old Dirty Bastard. That verse he has on there is very good. Q-Tip on Don't Go is good. And these are elite MCs. Q-Tip is someone that's not really um, talked about much anymore. But back in the 90s, he's probably one of the best MCs out, one of the best rappers out, and he hasn't lost any of his ability. And this sort of level is maintained through his middle section of the album. And Master Fad Mohammed, Rick Ross, has an amazing verse on that with Buster Rhymes. And I feel like I need to talk about Rick Ross, Rhapsody, and Scraps. <laughs> and you're thinking, why Scraps? Why would you include Scraps with them other two? But those three rappers have been going around on everybody else's projects recently and dropping verses. And every verse that they put out has been flipping excellent, and their consistency has been great. So they deserve a shout out just for that. But yeah, so I'm surprised you didn't get any Griselda on this album as well. Yeah, well, it kind of seemed like a, a no-brainer because he's from he's from New York as well. But yeah, they're not under, and it would have fit with the sort of maybe not actually because Griselda tend to talk a lot, of, tend to do a lot of drag raps, and this album wasn't really talking about that sort of stuff. So maybe. No. Maybe not. Um, so then, yeah, you get to track 12, and that's, got, that's where you is on the album with um, Anderson Park. And it fits so well. It sounds so good on the album. And that's why I'm glad that I decided not to listen to any of the other tracks and let, yeah. let my opinion of the album go down before listening to it. I feel like sometimes people don't realise that, that sometimes when you hear a song by itself, it just... You're hearing it by itself. You don't get the, the build-up to it, if you know what I mean. So it's, yeah. it doesn't hit right. Um... I didn't like the song of Vibes Cartel, the, the Don and the Boss. Like, you know, I thought I would like it. Vibes Cartel is a talented artist. Um, and his output from prison is, is incredible, really. <laughs> I don't know how anyone <laughs> can be putting on music like this. It's so obvious this guy's getting day releases or he's got a studio in the prison or sort of thing. But anyway, um, that song flopped. I don't know what it is about Stars. I know that he's, I know that he's truly Jamaican. I can't remember if he was born in Jamaica or if it's just his parents are Jamaican or what, but sometimes I feel to myself that he's, he's, he's overdoing it a bit, mm. trying to prove it. And uh, I don't but know. But isn't he from like Queens, which potentially could be like... There's a lot of Jamaicans here, but it's like the same way. I'm Jamaican. My parents are Jamaican. I've been to Jamaica many times, but I don't walk around every day trying to make sure everybody knows that I'm Jamaican. Like, I mean... Like, but can you, you can speak, you can speak better now. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. I can. So I'm saying, but it's like, I feel like Buster Rhymes for a long time. Give us, give us a little taste. My point is with Buster Rhymes, yeah, if he went for a long t- period of time without ever really putting on the power or the accent, yeah, and then it got to like what, mid 2000s, and then suddenly every song, every other song, the topic, the subject matter of like um, separated parents who were trying to co parent, but the mother being um, difficult with the dad yeah, is an interesting topic and very relevant to many people. However, something I'm very surprised about, regardless of how good Rhapsody's yeah. verse is, is that she came at it from that angle. Her, her verse is basically saying that from a woman's perspective, she's sorry for being an arsehole towards the dad. Now, I know single mothers 
I've, I know how what some of their views are on their baby fathers and how their baby fathers are actually assholes. He's making sure that he dropped a bit in there. So I'm not saying it's it's, it's dishonest or, or inauthentic. I'm just saying that sometimes it just seems like he's forced a little bit. But I'm saying that it's only one track on the album, so it's not even that bad. Only touched on it before, best I can, with Rhapsody's Crazy. It was a really good song. And it was very weird, if anything, for me to hear a woman siding with a man's point of view. And I mm. think I probably would have actually enjoyed it more. Maybe it would have been too cliche, but I think I would have probably enjoyed it more if Rhapsody was coming back yeah. at Buster Rhymes and I thought sort of, that's your point of view. Let me tell you mine and why I think you're an arsehole rather than saying, oh, you know what? You're right. I should have done all these things. You're, you're a great baby father sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just my little critique on that. Um, where I belong with my Kerry. I, actually, although I heard what you said earlier on, Manny, about, you know, it's quite cool having to uh, sample their own song, which they made like what, a decade earlier or something, which was um, Baby If You Give It To Me. Oh, I'm out of case in the bag. I didn't like it. I didn't like the song. Go home. I, 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 I didn't like the song. It, it just seemed, it seemed to myself like it was nothing more than a flex and it was forced because it didn't even fit with that part of the album. It didn't fit. So it's like, I don't know why it was put in there. But, you know, if you might carry the opportunity to be on your album, then you probably take it, right? But I just didn't like it. However, the next track, Deep Thought, that was sick. The song with Kendrick Lamar, I thought it was pretty good. They were both spitting excellent bars. Um... Oli said that he thought Kendrick Lamar got washed on it. I, I don't know if I completely agree. I think both of them were on top form, but I think Buster Rhymes, the way he, Buster Rhymes has got like a really aggressive delivery that he can do sometimes, and I think it makes him outshine pretty much every rapper that he's on the song with when he does that. So maybe more about the way he's delivered it than natural bars themselves. But Kendrick Lamar, Freedom was a good, was a cool song. Stands up strong there, like you know me. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan, but not to the degree that Ollie is. So it's quite rare to hear me defending him here. Mary J. Blige is doing a usual Queen Mary shirt. Nothing new there. And the next one you never found enough of me. That's track twenty. Blowing the speakers is rubbish. Who are you? Is alright. Hope your dreams come true. Is alright. Calm down. Is those are the um really the tracks right? So um, yeah. I thought blowing your speakers was okay. I felt like it was a very um, generic pop hip hop song. It felt like it's just for singles and like whatever. And the one with Eminem, I thought was quite good because it was like a sprinkle of old Eminem. From, from a rapping perspective, it was good, but from a song perspective, it wasn't like again. I feel like that was a technical demonstration from them too, if anything. Yeah, so, I appreciate that. It's, 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 I can try to wrap it up here. Is that I felt like the album. Is it really me describing the album? Before I do it, I want to say that I felt that throughout the album with the with the, the skits, it took away from the flow at times because the skits were sometimes too long at the end of songs. That's so going back to where I said that you know it would have been better for this to be like a thirty five track album with the skits split out, so you could just skip them if you wanted to because the songs themselves kind of speak for themselves. They speak for themselves. You don't need to have that long skit at the end to explain what's happening every single time. But I also think to myself that Buster Lyons was really in his bag throughout the album. Every single verse was fire, almost, right? But I feel like he was so creative and his creative juices were flowing so hard that he just was going off at a time when someone needs yeah. to just rein him in a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like that's it you don't have to keep going now just like come on that's the next one but it's like he just kept going at times and it's like so it's, it's probably about maybe five tracks if that that didn't need to be on the album that could have been taken off and the album would have been better Bang. for it yeah yeah and i feel like it's ones at the start of the album as well yeah it's, it's mainly at the start it's mainly at the start but like i said there's a couple at the end as well so there's the sort of things that could have been changed but yeah this is this is i think probably Buster Ryan's best album and I understand what you said, Ollie, when you thought that you said the song about your blood should have been the last song because it felt like a good finishing point. Yeah. But the next song is not good. Yes. But then the song Satanic is rubbish. I don't know why it's even on the album. I don't know how he's managed to do that at this late stage of his career. But, yeah. It's how creative he is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what I need to do is I need to um, spend the rest of this week and go back and listen to his old albums and see if what I just said there is true. But I think this might be his magnum opus. And I feel like this should be his last album. I feel like he shouldn't do anything else and just leave this as like... These guys are... I think, I think this is like another topic altogether. But I think that we need to understand that these rappers, right, they're, they're, most of them, the, the good ones, they're extremely creative people. And if you don't allow them to release, they're going to probably have issues. So they need to do it. Yeah. They're going to put out albums into their 50s, into their 60s, into their 70s. Like They're going to be like Wood Stewart and them, man. It's like, they're going to be going out touring at 80 if they can. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to do because at the end of the day, it's what they love. And why shouldn't they? Why is it that as a hip hop artist, you have to um, stop at a certain age, but um, as a rock star, you can keep going until it's you true. die? It's and true. Mount. Like, you know I mean? like, to be fair, there's actually a market for it as well. So obviously, we grew up in Buster Rhymes. So as he's growing, his music's evolving as well. And obviously, we're evolving with that. So that same old crowd, he should be able to appeal to them to some degree. Yeah. I think like Jay Z had. Jay-Z manages to do that perfectly, whereby he can, like, stay relevant to the older people. Like, the younger people aren't really going to listen to it, but the older people, they're going to lap it up. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But then that's how it's meant to be, like, at the end of the day, you, you, you're you aging. You know, as an artist is aging, you yourself as a fan, you're aging. Why would you still want to hear the stuff that you were saying when you were a teenager, when you are 30-something? Like, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. So you have to You have to mature as you go along. And I think that's what I was trying to say about Dizzy Rascal. I feel like it's... I mean, let's not, let's not go back there. My point is that I think that's a, um, a great album and Buster should be extremely proud of what he's done. Um, but, see, it's, it's a weird one. It's not... Uh, it's, a, it's not quite a great album because of the issues that I had with it. But it should have been a great album. But the thing is, I think you have to overlook some of those issues because... Right. They're not actually that bad tracks. And I feel like oh, they're, they're, this album is so long and there's so much variation. And he, like him himself, lyrically, he doesn't miss a beat on this album. Lyrically, flow wise, concept wise, creativity. I, I can miss a beat. That's for one. There's, there's too much poor stuff in it. And there's too many tracks that I had to skip because they're just that bad. And I feel like some of it some could have been easily fixed. Like I said, less would be more with this album. But. You know, we'll see. What what are you guys rating it? So for me, um, I think it, it, I enjoy this more, well, on a, more or less on the same level as Ti, and I gave Ti a four. So this is a four for me. I'm with Manny on this one. Yeah, I think that this could be given a four. 
I think a four would be deserved, but it's a shame because it could have been a five. It really, yeah, I, I feel like if you skip the last two tracks, if they want to at the end of that, you will never find me. And he didn't put on the purge, strap yourself, or car, basically. But equally, I think like he needed to because it all kind of fits within his like theme of extinction. But it, it, it had I, had they have, do you know what I mean? Had they have kept like the certain vibes that he had incorporated to this album, like with his features and stuff, and maybe moved it onto a different project that didn't have to fit within like. I, I just think to myself about. that it was a case of him overdoing it. That's all it was. Like yeah. what he did itself wasn't so bad. It's like he overdid it at times. That's all it was. Okay, That's what I think. So what I read online was that this album was actually recorded between 2009 to 2020. I can believe that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes because sense. what they're talking about isn't really something that's going to actually necessarily be on half the songs. So yeah. it, it, like, it, is what it, is, it is what it is. Yeah, I think Look at yeah. Shoulder leaked like two years ago. I see, I see. But yeah, uh, alright, cool. Um, any, any projects coming up? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, uh, did we, did we stand out songs? Um, oh no, we didn't. Sorry, Satan was my probably stand up song. What about you guys? I want to say best. I can. No, no, I lie. You was my stand up song. You, you. Sorry. I want to say best I can. I, I wanted to give it to um, look over your shoulder, but I feel like best I can is just a better song. Uh, there, there, it was out of two songs for me. It was either Deep Thought or Master Fad Muhammad. Um, well. I think it's probably Master Fad Muhammad for me. Uh, all three of us have picked different songs. So that kind of gives, that shows you the strength of the album, to be honest with you. Yeah. Calm. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a look at up, so upcoming albums. Like, there's not, it doesn't seem, I think like it's a slow release week. I don't think there's anything unless there's some surprise drops. Throwbacks. So yeah, I guess it's an opportunity for us to get, catch up with some of the music that we didn't get to. So Trippy probably one of them. Indeed, um, indeed, we can do that. We can do I some guess. of the ones Matt mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, definitely have to do smoke points. Has to be done. Okay, cool. So let's cover the ones that we ain't covered this on this pod in the next. So stay tuned, guys. Um, so I guess this is the end. Um, Shall we do our socials? Um, so let's do the socials. Follow us at earsource underscore on Instagram. Follow us earsource underscore on Twitter. My name's Emmanuel. Follow me, Big Manny ninety on Instagram or Emmanuel ninety at on Twitter. Who would like to go next? So you can yeah, follow, follow me, me. Mister uh, <laughs> 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 <Mr>. Magic <laughs> at um, Clark underscore ten. Excellent. That's, it. Um, That's it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Take care. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Air source. Air source. Yeah, um, follow me on Twitter at uh, uh, Mr. Matty Lee.